We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Grinders for the second time because we had audio issues. Welcome to the DFS pregame show. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blenderhead, Blender HD. If you want to follow me there on Twitter, and this is the show where we uh, we will uh, talk about DFS strategy as usual, right? Maybe the showdown slate, uh, the the Sunday slate. We got some ownership in for that. Um, I'm filling out my MMA stuff. We still have to wait for for a, a new price on a fighter coming in, a replacement or something, maybe some soccer. Maybe we'll talk about that tomorrow. But who knows? As long as you give me those tummy thumbs in the YouTube chat, I will be answering your questions. See you guys in there. You know, Brett Booth and Eric Hilpold and Henry Schwartzman and Skull Clown, Dwayne Bones, Con Campbell, Matt Mears. And, uh, and there we go. So uh, hit the thumbs up button. Hit the subscribe button if you're new here. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live. So, uh, so this, this remember the show is guided by you, especially during NFL season. We got you know we did not much going on outside of MLB, but I'm not really playing MLB. And uh, so, if you post something in chat, we'll talk about it. That's that that's the way it goes. Okay, so that it's all guided by you. I don't know what you're doing on the, the showdown slate tonight. I'll be on later uh, at seven thirty with uh, with SDL cards for the, the pre-lock show for Showdown. But let me tell you that uh, if you're playing a large field GPP, you're probably going to be doing this. You're going to look at Christian McCaffrey captain, and you're going to exit out. That, that's I, I, I think that's the simplest way to, uh, to get different 
on on the slate. Like what what I'm going to do? Let's see. Looking at uh, the showdown with Chris McCaffrey cap captain. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to build rules. I'm gonna go to unique players one. I'm just gonna let, just let it build ten lineups. Right. Very very simple. If I build ten lineups, let's see. Let's put this in so it'll run. I'm assuming all top ten will be McCaffrey captains. Eight of them are okay. So not all of them. Not all the top. Based on obviously our Grin Iron IQ projections as of this morning. Okay. So we got McCaffrey captain, 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 Robbie Anderson captain. Right. This is obviously with no correlation involved or anything. So we got Mills, Miller, Anderson, Gonzalez. So you got Robbie Anderson captain there. You got another Robbie Anderson captain here because Anderson's uh, significantly cheaper than DJ Moore. So it's not all, it's not all Christian McCaffrey captain. Maybe we bump that up to 50. Let's run 50. Let's run 100. Screw it. Let's run 100 and see how many how many McCaffrey captains are there. Because these lineups are going to be mega duped, right? Do we even have the, the salary floor down? No, I, I need to I need to raise, I need to raise, I need to lower the salary floor. Need to need to lower the salary floor. 49.5 is too just, you know, whatever. Just all the way to whoever, whatever it is. Okay, now let's build 100 lineups. Now let's see. Let's look see. I mean, still, I'm assuming uh, Christian McCaffrey captain is going to be like 70%. Probably. And they're probably all going to be mega duplicated, right? I mean, that that's 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 essentially the issue. It's not that Christian McCaffrey doesn't make the best captain choice from a from a raw points perspective. It's just that. You know, most likely your lineup's going to be duplicated a hundred times. And that just that destroys your EV. Your McCaffrey's in eighty-one percent as captain, right? Robbie Anderson, then DJ Moore, Darnold, Conley, Miller. I mean, these are the cheap captains, right? What, what we have Conley here? I mean, this may even be duplicated because you know, cheap captain jamming everything else with McCaffrey. Is 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 there a lineup without Christian McCaffrey at all? Because we got eighty-one. So we should see 19 without. Where, where's, where's McCaffrey? Where's McCaffrey? 19. Oh yeah, there you go. 100% of lineups. Now, I'm not saying to fade. You could fade Christian McCaffrey altogether. You could. I think you're most likely still going to be playing him in the flex. It's a matter of how do, how do you get different? Is there a way to play a Christian McCaffrey captain lineup differently? That's not going to, that's, that's even going to be unique. We take a look at some of these. I mean, even if we leave money on the table, total salary low to high. It's like 46-3, a 5-1. McCaffrey, Miller, Gonzalez, Panthers, who's a $6,200 defense. Marshall, Darnold. I mean, like even this is going to be duped. Well, not, not like duped two or three times, like duped 50 times. And these are lineups that are leaving even tons of money on the table. Chris Moore, right? Okay, maybe this like type of line. But even so, you're, you're really differentiating by one like $200 player that may barely even see the field. Yeah, the Christian McCaffrey captain, I would just, to me, I mean, you want the path to first place is just exit out. In captain, not necessarily in flex, but just in captain. I, I mean, do we, we, don't have, we don't have ownership yet for showdown tonight. We'll get that this, this afternoon. I'm assuming the captain ownership is going to be over 50%.
McCaffrey one, then maybe Darnold two. Then we then Anderson and Moore, and then maybe what Mills on the other side, Mills and Cooks on the other side. This these are one of the slates where I'm not I'm not going to play McCaffrey in the captain spot, and then a McCaffrey captain lineup that's duped 87 ways wins, and I just go, well, who's that one? Right? There's no way I get to that lineup, so it's better than a lineup that's you know a Robbie Anderson captain that I could have gotten to. I just didn't happen to make. But that to me, that's the most obvious thing to do for the showdown slate tonight. I would think. Oh, uh, let's see. Skull Clown, how does one learn from the results DB page? Can you go over an example of the top players' entries and et cetera? I do that like almost like every day on this show. So I would I would I would suggest Skull Clown is to, I mean, this show is on like every Monday through Friday. So go, go to Monday's show, go to Tuesday's show, go to last week's shows. I mean, you, you, you could, you could see the examples that I give. Let's see. Uh, Brett Booth. I would like to discuss mental, mental process, mental process around the leverage lever. I can't land on a good mental process for, do I have enough or am I over leveraged? I try to stay in six K or less size contests. Okay. Do I just do, okay. You're going to do a math and the math is never going to be exact if you do it this way. Do I just do 6,000 times 0.05 that the ownership, whatever percent own, I think, until I hit enough unique? What am I too over leveraged? I don't just think I'm comfortable making the right decisions for this. Well, the, the multiplication of multiplying the ownership times the, the, the field size, and if it's lower than one, you're good, is more the fact of like more likely unique. Now, on classic slates, like it's almost, you're most likely going to be unique no matter what combination you put together, unless you're pretty much making cash lineups. So like, that's not going to necessarily help you all that much. You need to find the, the range of it, Even if you just do it bluntly, like for instance, here we have, uh, you know, here we have, we have the ownership in for today's, uh, for the Sunday slate. Okay. If I were to run like the optimal, right. The optimal, optimal or something like that, we go here. Right, one hundred and thirty point six. Okay, well, obviously it's not a stack. I mean, you got three, you got three Rams guys in here, right? So let's say we run we run a lineup that uh, conforms to some type of stacking. Right, we already have like our kind of our our little stacky twenty five percent. We're gonna disable. We're gonna disable this. We're gonna disable that. We're just we're just gonna. Not, I mean, just literally disable everything except for like maybe you're running a you know a two a three man game a, a three plus one right okay now we're not caring about ownership we're not caring about ownership right now so let's say we built 50 just to make it quicker right so we're going to build i got everything here build rules yeah i want to reset some of these right one Quarterback exposure up, up, everything's up, everything's up. Let's go. Move it, move it on up, move it on up, move it on up. Right? Wide receiver, get out of here. We're not going to take into account ownership at all. Right. Now, obviously, the uh the ownership that we have in in here is based on large field contests, not necessarily smaller field, but the difference dramatically between uh, the slant and a 6,000 entry contest is not like dramatic, but we, we, we can adjust for it. 
So I'm going to build 50 lineups. What you're doing here is just seeing what, what, what the chalkiest lineups look like, right? If you were to build a three plus one with just the best projected three plus one and jammed in whatever's left by projection, like what would, what would it look like? What would it be owned, right? So we see here, okay? Let's delete all these other builds from yesterday. Okay, so we see here Matthew Stafford, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. Chris Godden, okay. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Dalvin Cook. And we got one off Andrews, one off Chenault, based on the current projections. So we're getting all the, all the Clyde Edwards-Alaire, getting tons of Titans defense, right? So we're getting a lot of this. So this is 153, 130, okay? So this is like the range of like, this would be a lineup with little, little leverage, right? Because you're pretty much playing the, the, the chalkiest combination you could play while still playing a stack and a run back. So you go 130. Okay, that's that's probably too high. This is the type of lineup that maybe you'd play maybe in, in, a, in a small field, a 200-person field. Because if we go to like the optimal, optimal for ownership, 130. I mean, yeah, I guess, I guess this may be just as chalky. I mean, we just take a look down the line. I mean, a lot of 20%, 16 18% owned players, 17%. So maybe, maybe this is like a single entry, small field type of lineup, right? Because we see like, well, what would the cash lineup be? Well, if you're playing double ups, you're playing a lineup that has 130% total ownership, right? So that's about what you're doing here, okay? So now we're going to go down and we're going to go, okay, 128, 120. See, now we're going to go to the top 50 that we could build with that stack combination, but we're going to eliminate the ones that are have lower projection but higher ownership in some, assuming these numbers are correct, obviously. So like we compare, one, the next one down is 128. So anything underneath this projection-wise, we want to get rid of because why would you play a lineup that is lower projected but higher owned, right? So we take a look here, 130. So yeah, it's it's the difference is 0.19, which is very marginal. And the difference in ownership is two points higher. So you wouldn't want to play that in comparison. Okay, here's 124, 124.2, 135, 132. So that we get rid of that. So we need to beat 124.2, right? 126, 121.5. Okay, now we have to beat 121.5. Let's keep on going. Okay, 115.5. Okay. 115.5. 115.5. Let's see. I hope you understand why we're doing this. Because, like, why would you play a lineup that is 115% total owned that projects higher than a lineup that is 127% total owned? So we're looking at ones that project, that are going to project lower, but they're also owned lower. 115.5, we're trying to beat. 115.5, we keep on. Maybe we, we don't maybe we don't beat it in the top 50. Right? 115.9, no, close. 121, 125, 121, 119, 123, 117, 126, So basically, we now came down to one, two, three, four, five, six lines, okay? 
Now, this 153 is at the top, 152.02. So the difference between that top lineup and the bottom lineup is like maybe one and a half points. Okay. 130 versus 128 versus 124 versus 124 versus 121 versus 115. This 115 lineup doesn't look all that bad. Other than the fact that it's it's not a three, it's not even a three plus one. I don't I don't even know how we got this line. It's a naked, it's a naked Lamar line. So if you were to play this lineup, it's it's own lower, and it's not projected all that much differently. Right. So you lost in this process in the top fifty. I'm not saying this is an exact process. That you were able to shave off 15 points of ownership and only give up about one and a half points. So now use that as a scale if you wanted to, right? It's not, it's not going to be exact, right? It's not going to be the same for every slate. Like do that process and go, well, if I was playing single entry, I probably would play this 115 line, right? Because I have, I'm only giving up one and a half points of projection and shaving off 15% of ownership. So now if you were going to give up three points of projection, it should shave off what? 30% of ownership. If you're going to give up this many points, so you, you build from there. So maybe this type of lineup at 115, 152 may be good, may be good for you if you could find more lineups in that range. So let's say that's what we do. We don't mind lineups that come in between uh, 100 and 115. Right, as long as they as long as they project for over 150 fantasy points, median wise, we probably go down even a little bit lower than that. Okay, so let's let's build 50 lineups like that. Okay, so I'm going to go to play. I'm going to go to build rules. Let's build 100, just so we have something. Right, limit one here. We're not going to care. I mean, obviously, we could start tweaking it for, you know, do you want certain players and certain, you know, wide receiver flex? But let's say we want we want lineups between 75 and 115, right? We don't care how low it goes because obviously we're looking for we're looking for some something like 149 to 152 in this range. Okay. So I'm going to build 100. We have our stacks. Right, a whole bunch of different types of lineups, right? One, one, and all this type of stuff, whatever we could. You could add the second one in here if you want. Obviously, it'll lower your projection a little bit. You're adding correlation, but let's run 100 lineups like we had. So we got kind of a baseline. If you were playing single entry, maybe you give up one and a half points, two points in projection, and you play a lineup that has a total ownership sum of one tech. Will that number exist on every slate? No, that's why you need to run what lineups exist. You can't, you can't say that that's what it's going to be on every slate. So size matters, everything matters. So we're going to run these 100 lineups. We'll do the same exact process that we did before. So we're going to run these 100 lineups. Don't worry about who's in the lineup. That's not the point. That's not the point of this exercise. We're treating lineups as just numbers, just a number. That's it. For some odd reason, you don't want to play a certain person. You want to X them out, then do it without that player in the player. That's fine. Right? 
know why I'm getting why am I getting so many Lamar Andrews? I'm getting Lamar, a lot of Lamar lineups. Getting a lot of Lamar lineups. I don't know why, but whatever. Don't worry about the people in the lineup. Okay. Okay, so we're gonna. I don't know why I shouldn't be getting that many. 75 to 115 stacks. One, two, and a run back. So I should be getting all of these. Oh, because I put them in 25. Okay, now I see what I did wrong. Okay, let's put them in 100% alliance. I turned them all off. So now, now let's run it. Now we're going to run it. Okay, that makes it a little bit easier. Okay, let me go to the YouTube chat. While this runs, Kyle Sinning, he busy morning, but stopped in to donate a thummy thumb. Thanks for the great content as always. Oh, thank you. Thanks for the thummy thumb. Uh, Skull Clown, does the process work with cash lineups? Just cash lineups, just play the top optimal lineup. The process. How long does it take you to make a cash lineup? It takes me about three seconds, right? Go to your projections and whatever the top optimal is. If there's some type of strategic reason of playing one of the top 10 and choosing the one of the top 10 that you want to play. There you go. You're done. Enter it. It's not, it's not, it's not complicated. Cash games and DFS are why 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 are you spending more more than 60 seconds on it? If you don't like the top optimal, then play, play the third one. And typically the, the difference between the top optimal and the 20th optimal is like a half a point. So I mean, in the grand scheme of things, a half a point is, is like nothing. So for this, whatever reason, you know, I can't I can't play this guy. I use some. I can't play Marvin Jones in my lineup. I want to play and not then play whatever the non-Jones up. And the third lineup is one without Jones, and it only sacrifices 0.08 in projection. So play it. That's what you want. The differences are, are marginal enough that if you wanted to do that. Okay, so we got the hundred lineups. We got the range that we want. Right. 115 total. I mean, that, that's still a fairly chalky line, right? 113, 150. Still Stafford Woods Cup, Godwin. I mean, like, these are still fairly chalky lineups, right? 113. You're still playing CEH, LaVisca, Pitts. Be playing Washington football team, 113. So we're going to do the same exact thing. We got 100 here. And if you're trying, if you're playing a small amount of lineups and you don't care about diversification, we're not going to adding any of that. We're just trying to find the best lineups within the range. We go specifically by the number. So any lineup that's underneath this 150.6, any number that's under 150, it's going to be, this is all listed by, by the total projection. So obviously the further you go down, the lower you go. So we want to get lower ownership with it. So if this is 113.7, this has to be lower than 113.7. It's not. So we get rid of it. Right. So we look at 113.3. Okay. 113.5. Can we beat 113.3? Oh, 112.5. Okay. 112.5. Let's keep on going. Let's eliminate lineups that are in between that don't beat out 112.2. Okay. 112.2. Got to beat 109.2. Ooh, that's even better. That's good. Got a nice drop there. 109.2. Now we got to beat that. 109.4. 
109.4, close. Let's keep on going, 109.2. I mean, I could just scroll. I mean, it would be, I could do, I could do a quicker way. Let's see, 109, well, that's not beating it. That's the same. Keep on going. Is there anything? Anything down here? I mean, the more the more that we go on this, the more the 109.2 lineup looks pretty good. Oh, 106.8. Okay, we got it. 106.8. Keep on going. Get rid of these. Get rid of these. 106.7. Not much difference in projection. 106.7. Now let's keep on going. I mean, this is obviously assuming that the projected ownership is correct. Right? That's how I said. You're, you're basing it on the fact that the numbers are accurate. So doing this on Thursday probably doesn't do you any good. 108.5. Okay, no, that didn't beat 106.7. 106.7. Was a, that was a, the, it was a, that was a uh, contemporary music station in the New York City area. I think WLTW, 106.7. <coughs> Are we getting anything that beats it? <coughs> 106.3, okay. A little bit down on the FM dial, 106.3. Uh, let's see. 102.8. Ooh, okay. We're getting down. We're we're almost we're not we 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 have a slot we have a fever now. We get anything underneath 102. Okay, no, we can't. Okay. So in order, we got a lineup that's 150.66 up here. And we got a lineup that is 148.81 down here. And you're giving up another. Point one foot, like almost like we said before, a point and a half difference, and you're shaving off almost 15% in ownership. So that makes sense. So as long as you keep to that scale, you're probably good. But I think for a 6,000 person field, I think this lineup may actually still be too chalky. Right? If you take a look at the combination of players that are in it, right? 113.7. Right, because you're still playing Stafford. You're still playing Stafford stacks. St- I mean, these are all Stafford stacks. So most likely, I think maybe these will be a little too chalky. But on the bottom, it's not. Like this lineup, maybe maybe this is fine. Play Thielen at 2% if he comes in at 2%. Who's Luke Farrell? I have no idea. You play him, right? You have Tyler Croft, Mike Evans here instead of Godwin. So I would look at these lineups a little bit more. So these are these are like around 149 and 106. 102. So once you find a lineup that you like, when you go, okay, this is contrarian enough. Then you just want to, if you're going to play 20 lineups of different configurations, you want to try to keep around, around what the projection is and what the ownership is. And if you're going to get less ownership, you want to make sure you're getting, you're sacrificing the right amount of projection. In this case that we're running, it seems like, like you could you could sacrifice one and a half points and get 15 percentage points off. So let's say you were running a lineup. It starts at 130, right? So let's say you're running a lineup that has 70% ownership sum. So that's four 15s, right? 60. Difference between 130 and 60 and 70 is 60. So if you're giving up 60 and one and one and a half projection points equals 15. So maybe you're giving up six points in projection. 
right? Compared to the top line. So like the top lineup on the other end was what, 152? So if you could find lineups at like 146 that have 70%, like let's see if we can. Can we find uh, lineups at about 70% total ownership, 70 to 75, something like that? Right. Let's let's see. We could, we could even like put that in 70 to 75 and that have the same configuration three plus one and have. Uh, have a uh, projection of at least like 146 ish. I'm just going to build 20 just to see because I'm constraining it so much. Between 70 and 75. Let's see. Let's see what the projection is. In the first to 20 that we we could see. I don't even have to build 20. I probably could have just done 10. Let's see. Okay. 143. Okay. Not, not, as, not as high as I thought it was going to be. You get a Russell Wilson. So basically you're getting Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, Lockett. Still this Luke Farrell guy. 143, 143. Okay. So you may have to give up a little, little bit more of a projection. Let's, let's try, uh, let, let's just make it 10. Instead of 70 to 75, let's, let's, I mean, don't you don't even have to put up, I mean, I have to put something there, but it doesn't matter what it is. Let's, let's go to like 85. And let's see. This is without putting in any other correlation or anything. Remember, just, this is just purely research. So 10, have a, let's get it up to 85. The Russell Wilson lineups are like 144. So you're sacrificing like eight points in projection for 60 in ownership, which isn't bad, which is still fine. All right, here we go. 145. Okay, okay, we got 80, 80-ish. We got Cousins, Osborne, Phelan, Woods. You still have Chalky Woods. You still have Edwards Alaire in there. You still got, you still got, you still got pieces of chalk in there. But maybe these are these are more like I would consider these more like slant type lineups a little bit more. So maybe you could get away with like ninety in a six thousand entry field contest. So maybe you could you're building more like than the ninety to a hundred range for this slate at least. That's what it seems like. You see the the process I'm not making is like not like some formula or something. You run it and you see. Right, we saw in that first run, we're like uh, Stafford plus Cup plus Woods, and like half the lineup is, it has you jamming in other chalk pieces. It's like that can't that 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 most likely is going to be <laughs> highly owned enough. Now, why would I want to be able to play those lineups even in a six thousand entry contest? I don't even want to play that lineup in a two hundred entry contest, and that's at one thirty. So it's like okay, let's we're going to lower the total ownership and see what how how much projection you sacrifice because of it. The whole goal is to get that balance. Every slate is going to be different depending on who's available and how they fit into the lineup, how players fit into lineups at certain prices and certain projections and certain ownerships. So figuring that out, every slate. That's why having accurate projection, player projections and ownership is important. Right? You're off on a player. I believe that we're off currently on Saquon Barkley. We have Saquon Barkley at 5% owned, and he's not going to be 5% owned. Okay, so like, 
you don't get that right, then you're not going to be able to, to judge your lineups correctly. But throughout this entire process, have I named a player? I haven't named players. We're just looking at lineups. That's it. CJ Welch, I have a question. How do you how can you enter lineups off the, the optimizer to a contest that you have already reserved the seats but haven't drafted? Well, you download the CSV. We have we have we have videos on Roto Grinders, tutorials on the technical aspect of doing that. My suggestion, which I suggest all the time, never reserve entries. Never. Zero. Build a dummy lineup. Doesn't matter. Go into your phone and slam your head against it. It doesn't matter who's in the lineup, okay? Don't worry about it. Just build a lineup of any type. Create it. It's not in any contest yet. Just create it. Then use that lineup to enter all your contests. and make it much easier. And if you actually put together a somewhat respectable lineup, even in two minutes, worst case scenario is if you miss lock or something, Oh, you got your cash lineup in 150 entries or whatever. Something. Reserved entries, if it locks, you get zero. You got nothing in there. Oh, let's see. Raul, Blender used to say you pick your contest first and build lineup second. Most of us mistakenly do the reverse. That's correct. I know what contests I'm in first before I build my lineups. I mean, that's the whole point. What contest am I playing this week? Um, I built, like last week, I had, I played 150 in the slant, and I also played 25 into single entry three max type contest, the power sweep, the spy, the the whatever. The fit, there's a $50 one, a $75 one, there's whatever. And they're vastly different size contests. So like I build the 150 for the 150, and then the 25 I'm building, I'm using lineup HQ to save lineups that I want that fit within those, those parameters. I'm not just building 150 for the slant and then just t- taking the top 25 lineups. They're not built. They're not built the way that I want them for the single entry three max contests. I'm going to build them separately. Uh, major one-on-one. My lineups have been averaging 185 to 995 points in tournaments. I can't break the 200s and you don't have to break the 200s. You're obviously not thinking about DFS properly. Your goal is not to score the most points. Your your goal is to score more points than your opponents. So don't worry about what you score. I've won I and I've won GPPs with lower scores than that. Who cares what the actual score is? We've had we've had weeks. I remember there was a week what two two years ago, or maybe it was last year. The winning GPP score was three hundred and twenty four or something. Yeah, when the chalk goes absolutely nuclear. Yes. People were like, oh, I got I scored 215 points and didn't even cash. Right. Because it's not about scoring the most points. It's about scoring more points than your opponents. It's about getting points that your opponents aren't getting. So if your opponents aren't getting points, that means that the, the, the line to win is going to be lower. So don't, don't judge, don't judge your DFS play by how many points you score. I don't I don't care at all. What percentile in the contest did you did you appear in? Right, you came in the top five percent, top ten percent, top fifteen percent. It's not based on score. Uh, Skull Clan, what would you say is Giant Squid's strategy for GPPs? He pretty much just plays plays his projections and simulations. 
Giant Squid has, from what I could tell, limited uh, limited uh, input on game theory. Typically, just from what I could tell from his lineups and his exposures, that he just runs with just like, I got my proprietary projections and you run me down type of thing. And that's it. Okie doke. Let's see. Anything else? But you can see it, optimizers are not just used to build lineups for you to, oh, oh I'm going to play these lineups. No, I'm, I'm not going to play any of these lineups. Just doing research. Obviously, the inputs matter, right? I'm just using the NFL gridiron IQ projections and the RG ownership projections. But who says I have to agree with these numbers? I can change them if I want. I could use the blitz projections. I could use whatever I want. But at some point, you have to put that you know, all the numbers down into a lineup of nine slots that equal a certain projection and a certain ownership. So once you do that, then you, the, the players that are in the lineup are inconsequential. Who cares? Then on top of that, then, then you have to consider diversification. That's all a risk tolerance thing. It has nothing to do with strategy. Oh, I could have Robert Woods in 100% of my life. You could. You absolutely could. From a risk tolerance perspective, that's just risky to do because if he fails, then you get none and none of your money back, right? If you're playing one lineup, then that's fine. If you're playing a 300 lineups, how much how much risk do you want to put in? Since some players have higher higher risk profiles, some players don't. Nerdy and the Beast, DFS. Does anyone else make content like yours? Lineup and strategy-based, not player picks. There's stuff around. Obviously, I'm on Roto-Grinders now. I'm not going to tell you where to go that's not Roto-Grinders. I mean, I do, I do a podcast, my own. It comes out every week. Me and Eric for if you want to get the Theory of Daily Fantasy Sports, Theory of DFS podcast, that's free. And obviously, my master class. 15-hour DFS audio masterclass. So all this stuff is explained in there. And instead of getting piece, did bits and pieces uh, over the course of, you know, 300 shows throughout the year, you can just put me in your pocket. The Theory of Daily Fantasy Sports. How to think like a professional DFS player. So there's a bunch of chapters here, right? It's 15 hours long. It's like going to a seminar for DFS. So go to theoryofdfs.com and pick that up. All the basics of like what it is to play the game of DFS. Like there's no like, oh, does this cover NFL? It covers all the sports, but not sport. There's no NFL chapter. There's no NBA chapter. I don't know if you'd notice, but the best DFS players tend to be good in all the sports, even if they, they don't even know the sports. How is that, how is that possible? Because they're good at the game of DFS. So learn the game, learn how to play the game. And that's the type of stuff that I'm showing you here. When I'm showing you lineups and I'm going, I'm not even considering like, well, what do you think about Kamara against the Patriots defense? Well, it's already in the number. I mean, the projection model is already doing that for me. Like, why, why do I have to consider that at all? Do I play a runback with Kamara, right? Do I play Jacoby Myers on the other side of Kamara? Well, if it comes up high, it comes up high. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I don't have to make that decision, right? If I'm going to build now, if I'm going to add correlation, secondary stacks, right? We're using three plus ones here and maybe 
we can jam in a one plus one, right? Secondary correlation, I'm gonna add there. Let's say I ran 50 lines like that, with no regard of anything else, right? Let's see what comes up. Is Jacoby Myers gonna come up in the top? What, what does that lineup look like? What does it project for and what does it own? You run 300 lineups and the Kamara plus Myers comes up in none of them, maybe then you don't. Then it's about the lineups. It's not about the players. Obviously, you're getting a lot of Tampa Bay with the Rams guys because the Tampa Bay guys project well also. Two sides of a game both project well. You're going to get a lot of them together. You're going to get a lot of the game stacks naturally. That's why this Rams-Buccaneers game, like getting the secondary correlations of Robert Woods plus Godwin is easy. That Towards the tops at their position and price for, for, on projections. Doesn't matter about the core. They, they, they doesn't even care about the correlation at that point. They, they, they're two of the highest projected players at the positions. So if they could find more. Like if you're going to play one side of a game, you know, to the 1v1 type of correlation, the better they project, the more likely you're going to get, right? They project worse. Is the correlation worth it? It's going to do that. So, like, if we do this here, Tyler Lockett, we're going to have a lot of Stafford, Woods, Cup, Fournette. So now we're getting Fournette here, 85%. Oh yeah, because I, I, I constrain the ownership. Titans defense, Thielen. So you get Thielen plus Metcalf. So that's the secondary in this. Thielen plus Metcalf. Here's a... What, where where we got Clyde Edwards Hilaire, Mike Williams. So that's the secondary in this Russell Wilson stack. Okay. So you got 144.75, 144.83. Right. Scroll down. Right. Do we get any lower own line to 80, 80, 80 points of ownership? KJ Hamler, T- Tyler Croft. So that that's a secondary right here. Two cheap guys. That don't project like awful, but still pretty low. Tyler Johnson is a run back. Juwan Johnson. Yeah, these, these lineups are okay. They're kind of barbelly. They're barbelly. But t- like take a look at this lineup. If you if if I took away the players, like I I, I could cover it up with my, my hand. This would just be a lineup that's 143.58 at 84% ownership. It has a three plus one. It has a secondary correlation and it projects for this. So in comparison to other lineups, like the, this lineup underneath it right here or something, right? Like compare these two, like this has slightly lower ownership. So yeah, you'd rather have this one. But you go down further and you go, well, uh, well, this one has Rob Gronkowski and Chase Edmonds. And this one has Dalvin Cook and Juwan Johnson, I can't play Juwan Johnson. Well, the numbers say that. Why can't you? Right? If I'm going to say, I'm going to save this lineup and this lineup, right? Just to show you side by side. Okay. 143.58, 143.45. So virtually almost equal, right? Right. This, this is the 0.13 projection lower. And actually slightly the 0.2 higher ownership. So technically this top lineup is better than the bottom one, okay? You take a look at the bottom lineup, and you see guys, oh, I could play LaVisca, right? Gronkowski, okay, is he, I mean, 
Is he going to keep on getting two touchdowns a game? I don't know. Here's a Matthew Stafford Ram stack. I got Woods and Cup, right? I got Gronkowski as a run back. I got uh, LaVisca with Chase Edmonds as a secondary. What's wrong with this line? This looks oh, Thielen. Thielen. Thielen's good, right? You take a look at that and you go, oh, this is good. Then you take a look at this line and you go, okay, well, I'm playing Russell Wilson stack with both Lockett and Metcalf. Running it back with Dalvin Cook. So this is a really expensive game stack. Then you got Tyler Johnson and Robert Woods opposite each other for the secondary correlation. And you have like a Juwan Johnson as a one. And you go, well, this lineup sucks, right? But the first reaction would be, well, do I want to play two, like 3K guys in this lineup? Well, according to the numbers, this top lineup is better than the bottom lineup. And the bottom lineup look, looks better. So why not play the top line? If you if you just if you remove the players and just looked at the total numbers, you'd be playing the. If you had a choice between the two, maybe you play neither line. I mean, maybe there are tons of lineups that are better than these. But I'm saying if you had to choose between these two, mathematically the top one is better. And you, but and it, but it includes Tyler Johnson and Juwan Johnson, two Johnsons, Johnson and Johnson. Well, I can't play these. Well, then, then lower their number. I mean, this is <laughs> don't worry about the, the names. This is how it comes together. This is how you treat DFS as lineups, not players. We've already put numbers on the players. All of that is done already. Well, I can't play this because, and then you name some football thing. Well, run defense, and then the this and the that. That's already already in the number. If you believe the number's wrong, then change the number and then redo this process. If you believe Juwan Johnson should be projected for only three points instead of 7.77, then change that and run it again. Okay. You, if you want to do that, but you got you to assign a number to a player, a range of outcomes. So do that. That's what a projection model will do for you without bias. An accurate, reasonably accurate one. And here, Roto Grinders, that's what we have. Jamino works on it. We have the blitz projections if you want Cardi's model. Does all that work for you? But if you don't want if you don't want their work and you want to do it yourself, fine, do it yourself. But then put a number on it. Put a number on the player, and then put numbers on all the players. And then once you do that, then you don't have to worry about the players. You don't have to worry. You don't have to worry about the football anymore. Now all you're doing is solving math problems. Going, hmm, is this lineup worth more than that lineup? Just based on the the, the top end numbers. And that's it. There you go. Line up stuff players. So when people ask me, like, should I play this guy or that guy? It's like, no. If you told me, should I play Tyler Johnson or should I play this? Like, I mean, well, depend on this lineup. Yes, definitely. But I'm assuming there's plenty of Tyler Johnson lineup that are off that project for 10 points less than this and are and have more ownership, right? Tyler Johnson as a one-off in a lineup with like all the chalk would probably be project lower and be owned more. I'd be like, that's awful. But in this lineup, he makes sense, <laughs> right? So you need to know the lineup. You need to know the contest you. That's the whole key to DFS. That's all what we're trying to do. Oh, let's see. Anything else before we get out of here? Do-do-do, through the YouTube chat. CJ Welch, big fan of all your content. Thank you. You're why I signed up last week. Oh, okay. 
Optimizer is definitely a real deal. I can't stop digging into it. So much you could do. Right. It's there. And remember, the optimizer, the lineup builder is there as a tool for, for efficiency for you to use in whatever way you see fit. It's not making the choices for you. You're, you're putting in what you want, and then now it's doing it for you. So you don't have to hand build. You don't have to type on your phone. You're, it's going to do it for you. Look at all the stuff that I just did, just researching. This lineup versus that lineup, and this thing versus that thing. Like, dude, imagine doing that by hand. It would take forever. That's why you use a tool. Right. Once you figure out what you want to do, then you program. Then you go, okay, I want you to build 10 lineups like this. I want you to build 20 lineups like that. And then you take a look at the lineups and you double check and you go, okay, that I, I obviously I messed up something because I wanted really something else. And then you change it again. So you could use you could use an optimizer any way you want. It's a tool for you to build lineups more uh, efficiently. So you can build 20 lineups, 50 lineups, 150 lineups in, in five minutes and not five hours. That's 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 the difference. So you're not going in and just going, oh, I just, I'm going to click on some settings. What are the magic settings that give me the winning lineup? There is none, right? Oh, the optimizer is choosing this guy, giving me 47% of that guy. Well, do you want 47% of the guy? And you go, if you, your answer is, I don't know, that, that means you haven't properly assessed what you even want to do on the slate yet. The optimizer is not giving you anything. You're giving yourself because that's what you put in. Let's see. What if I play 20 max entry uh, and optimizer gives me, I'm, 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 I'm answering the same question. That wouldn't be a smart play. Why wouldn't it be? The lineups are independent of each other. That's just a diversification. Do you want to be more diversified than that? Stafford fails, all your lineups fail. If you're fine with that, that's fine. You just have higher variance. How many stocks do you have in your portfolio? One stock or 20 stocks? There's no right answer to that. If you pick the one right stock and it goes up 90% this year, you'll be great. But if it drops, if it go drops 90%, you're dead. Typically, you diversify to minimize risk. But there's no such thing as correct risk and incorrect risk. Just how much risk do, can you tolerate? In my, in my stock portfolio, I, I'm primarily in, in, in ETFs, Right. Am I going to get? Am I going to get a forty percent return on a year? No, I'm not. I'm never going to get that. Can I average annualize seven, seven, eight percent, ten percent over the course of twenty years? Yeah, probably. Because it's diversified. One stock goes up, but the other goes down. Right? It balances it out. So that's the same thing with the number of lineups. Who cares about the number of lineups that you're playing? I want to play five Stafford lineups and then five Wilson lineups and then five Josh Allen lineups and then you could whichever ones you want. Find the best Josh Allen lineups you want to play. Find the best whichever ones you want to play. I mean, the, the optimizer is there for you to make lineups the way you want to make it. The optimizer does not, if you, if you use the phrase the optimizer gave me, if you ever use that phrase or you see someone using that phrase, they're idiots. The optimizer doesn't give you anything. Well, uh, the, the calculator, the cal- uh, when the IRS comes and audits me, I'll just tell them that the calculator gave me those numbers, right? That'll work, right? I don't know what you're talking. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I paid my tax. That's what the calculator gave me. You know how stupid that sounds? It's obviously the calculator is just a tool. It's the inputs that you put into it. It's like, well, you, you, well, you put you, you missed the zero, and that's why you, you owe uh, another $200,000. Oh, no, but it's not my fault. It's the, it's the calculator. The calculator gave me it. 
Right? It's the same thing as saying the optimizer gave me. Oh, let's see. Anything else? King Knoll, what's the cost of Roto-Grinders Optimizer? It just kind of comes with Roto-Grinders Premium. If you just want NFL, that's like, what, $39.99 a month or something? Combo Premium is what? I don't even know. I don't even know what the prices are. Go, go to rotogrinders.com slash premium. You get, you get that in all the premium content, all the everything that we have here at Roto-Grinders. You can click on the link in the description, get $10 off your first month. But you see here throughout the course of this show, like, when, like did I... Did I mention anything about players? Like, this guy's going to look good and going to rush for 100 yards. No. Good DFI players don't even consider that. Most most top defense players aren't even watching the games. Don't even know what half the players look like. It's a math game of other, playing against other opponents. How could you build better lineups, higher expected value lineups than, your, than the field? That's it. That's all it is. Then waiting to realize that expected value, which in DFS sometimes takes a while. Takes a while. You're aiming for first place. And that's it. The thing is, it's 2021, and the projections are so much, I mean, they're available to you. And, you know, reasonably good projections. So you you don't have to do any of the research or anything anymore. We're already there. This is 2015. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, okay. Putting numbers on players is going to be much harder. Now it isn't. Now, now, now you get reasonably good player projections, ownership projections, and once you have the, once you have those two numbers, you just throw the sport. You could just throw out the sport. Who cares what the sport is? I play MMA DFS. I don't know what most of these people look like until I until I watch it. Right, and I go, oh, okay, that didn't know that guy was thirty eight. Right, I didn't know that guy was that tall. I don't even barely know the weight classes. Right. Oh, it's a heavy. Okay. This is a heavyweight fight. Oh, okay. There, that's a big guy. Right. I, I don't know. I didn't watch tape. I don't know. On the regional scene, I have no clue. I just go by the numbers, build lineups based on the numbers, and then boop, not, not be duplicated as much and, and win. There you go. You can do that in any sport. Okay. Raul says the best investment you can make with 100 bucks is theory of DFS. Yes. So you can go pick that up, theoryofdfs.com. Once you once you get it, once once you, once it clicks, you'll see why most most ninety five percent of questions are stupid. Do you see in DFS? Should I play this guy? This guy? How many are doing? Once once you clicks, once you get it, right? You it it almost becomes too simple. You you start questioning yourself of like it can't just be this easy, which it's not. It's it's not easy, but just like simple. That's a better way of putting it. It's like once you get it, you know that, oh, I could just show up for a slate like 10 minutes before lock and build a good line. I used to spend 20 hours a week looking at whatever. And I didn't realize that I could pretty much show up for 10 minutes before a slate without knowing anything and still build still build a better lineup than I could have before. It. Like, you're going to get to that point. That's what I'm trying to get you to. And hopefully you don't get good enough and you end up in my contest. That, that's the only bad thing. That's the only downside for me, right? That not enough, I rely on the fact that 95% of people will even like listen and read and do and, and then not be able to do it. Or they'll, they'll want to have fun. So they don't want to do the math type stuff. I just want to throw some stuff in. Okay, great. The 5% of people that actually take the time and it clicks. I just have to hope they don't end up in my contest someday. <laughs> that, that's the only thing, right? That's the only thing. 
So hopefully, hopefully I'm remunerated enough that, that it, it made it worth it, right? I'm mean, just making more people better. Brett Booth says, I experimented with NHL last year, did okay enough to encourage me. I think it's a lot like MLB that I refined my process this season. So excited about NHL to come back. Yeah, NHL is very correlation-based. I've never played NHL DFS, but I know you're pretty, you're pretty much stacking lines. So it's very similar to MLB. Oh, skull clown. But if I have no idea what basketball is, how would I know the optimal stacks? And I, I don't understand that. You don't need to. What, what would you need? What would you need to understand? In MLB, let's say, you, let's say someone did not know anything about baseball. They just wanted to know the game theory of MLB. Essentially, you're stacking, right? Because the players on a team are heavily correlated with each other. So if you were to go on DraftKings and played five, three lineups, right? Two teams correlated with one each other, five, three. I went to today's MLB slate. Let's say I just did that, okay? Pretend I know nothing about baseball. Okay, I'm going to go to it. I know literally nothing. Never seen a game played. Don't never, never. No, I've come from some, I come from an alien planet. I have no idea, but I'm putting, I put in a hundred bucks on DraftKings and I'm going to play MLB. But I know by looking at the data that batters are heavily correlated with each other. And you take a look at top players lineups and they're all tend to be correlated, right? So you're like, I don't know anything about this game. I've never seen a game played. I've never, I don't know what second base is. I don't know what a home run is. I don't know what any of this stuff is. All I know is that you pick two pitchers and you play five guys from one team and three guys from the other team. And I know the game theory of just the game aspect of higher projection, lower ownership. That's it. So now I'm going to go, I'm going to go here. I'm going to go to play the plate IQ. I'm going to go to five, three. I'm going to go to hundred percent, right? I'm going to, I don't even need diverse. Who cares about diversification, but whatever. I'm going to go here. Like I said, know nothing about baseball whatsoever. Never seen a game played. What's a catcher? What's a pitcher? I have no idea. They're just slots in my lineup. Okay. I can select some of these stacks. That's a very small slate, obviously. What is this? One, two, three, four, five game slate. Okay. So I'm going to play five, three lineups. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to, I need to, I'm going to be playing five lineups into a contest. It's a, or a three, I'm playing a three max. Okay. I'm playing three max and it's a decent size, whatever, whatever it is. Okay. So now I'm just, all I'm going to do is I'm going to take, I'm going to, I need three lineups. I'm going to build 50 of them. Okay. I'm going to build 50. What do these builder rules look like? Whatever. I'm spending 49,000. I mean, whatever. We could drop that a little. I don't know. I don't even know what this is, right? What's hitter? What are hitters? What are pitchers? What does SP mean? What does RP mean? I have no clue, but I do know the game. So I know what ownership is. I know what projections are. So I know that I should die correlating and okay, let's see. Let's see what comes out, right? I haven't even looked. I don't even know who's on this slate to begin with. And I mean, I know baseball. I don't even know who's on this. I mean, I literally don't even look. I, I saw Vlad. I said the Blue Jays are on the slate, I guess. But I'm acting as if someone that has never, never seen the game of baseball played. Only know from the data that and top lineups that you correlate and you want low as low owned for highest projection possible, which is that's, that's, most, that's all of DFS. 
And I need three lines. So I want to build three lines. So I'm going to build 50 first. Let's just go. And it's going to give me five, three configurations. Okay. I'm getting a ton of Aranola, Lance McCullers, and the Reds today, apparently. Okay. So now I'm going to look at total ownership. Okay. I'm going to do the exact same process that I did before. Why would I want a lineup that's higher owned, that's lower projected? I wouldn't. Right. So I'm going to go 294. I need to beat 268 up here. Okay, so going through, okay, 256. I got a 256. Can we beat 254? Okay, I hear 254. Can we beat that? Go down. 255. We need to be 248. Okay, now we got to be 248. 230. Okay, we got a 230 lineup. Can we beat a 230? Keep on going. I'm not sure if we could beat a 230. Can we get can we can we can we get there? Can we beat a 230? Can we beat a 230, 238, 263? Can we beat a 230, 231? That's close. 219. Okay, there's a 219. Can we beat can we beat a 219 now? Okay, one, this 153 down lineup looks pretty good, right? In comparison, one more five. Okay, so I got 112, 268 up here. Remember, I know nothing about baseball. I'm taking this, okay, four of the guys from this, this, the, the, this happy guy, orange guy, the orange guy team, right? This H team here. I don't know, Houston? I guess they're from Houston, right? I don't know nothing about baseball. And I go, I need to pick three lineups. Based on this ownership here, this looks like, Two of the chalkiest pitchers, and this looks like the one of the chalkiest stacks, right? So I don't want to. Do I want to play? Is two sixty eight too much? Maybe, maybe I don't want to play this lineup. Okay, is there a lineup that that? I mean, obviously the ownership is going to be high on everyone because it's a small slate. Oh, here's a four percent owned pitcher. Okay, no uh, Cobb and Nola. With the Reds, with Delano DeShields, Jake Lamb in the Toronto lineup. I don't mind this lineup. Right? 206-105. It's almost like the 153 lineup. I like this 153 lineup because it's very close to this one with even less ownership. Hmm. So should I really be playing this 206 lineup with Cobb here when I already have one that's very close? Look, 105.3 to 105.19, but I lose all this ownership. So, yeah, I'd rather have that lineup than this lineup. Okay, so get rid of that lineup. Is it worth this drop? 109.45. Castillo and Nola with the Reds and the Twins. 230 to 219. I'm dropping one and a half points. Okay, so I want to see how big the drop is. 111, 256, 111, 254, 111, 248. Right. I probably don't want to play these top two lineups. The, that third one, a little lower ownership, but this one is a little even more. Not that much different. Okay. So I'm going to do that. Okay. Here, I got my three lineups. Done. Did I? This is the person that knows nothing about baseball. Just ran lineups that are correlated. 
compared projections and ownership to each other, right? There may be a little bit more of a refined process to this, but this, I mean, this is essentially kind of the blunt way of doing it. You go, okay, I guess I'm playing these three lineups. Do I know who Kelvin Gutierrez is? No, I don't know who any of these people are. I don't even know what a pitcher is. What does a pitcher do? Apparently to do to something. PPs, you got to play two PPs and then eight of these other guys. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, whatever. Nine of the other guys. I don't know how many people go in the field. I have no idea. Never seen baseball before. But as long as you give me these numbers, P own and F points, like, dude, what else do I need to know about baseball? Right? Well, do you play 5-1? Like, you could. I mean, you could, look, you could look through the data to see that. But as far as knowing baseball, what, what did I do here that has anything to do with knowing baseball? Nothing. That's what the projections already do for me. So you could do that in any sport. As long as you know what the interactions between the players are, which is a correlation coefficient. Basketball, the correlations are very small. If you just disregarded correlation in basketball, you probably probably wouldn't be probably wouldn't matter that much. Other sports, you know, you need correlation. Other sports, NHL, MLB, correlation matters a lot more. How did you know that you were correlated? Well, if you studied the data, you you could bring in all the data of all the players, right, and plot that out, right. I don't know anything about baseball, but I have all of the past data uh, uh, for the past 10 years. And I'm going to go, well, here's all the game data. When one guy scores X points, how often does another guy on their team score X points? And that's what you'd be doing. That's, that's how you find correlation coefficients. You could do that, or you could look at all of the top players, right? G- D- DFS players and GPPs. I'm going to download all the contests from DraftKings last year, all of them. And I'm going to throw it in and go, who are the most profitable players, right? Show me all the most profitable players in MLB. Okay. And it gives me the top 20. What do their lineups look like? And you know what's going to happen? You're going to see a lot of five-man stacks, right? You're going to see a lot of five threes, a lot of five Xs, maybe some four threes. There you go. Did I know? Did I need to know anything about baseball to do that? No. I didn't. Well, how do you know? Because a guy hits a single and then this guy hit. I didn't even need to know that. I didn't need to know baseball. Most profitable players do X. The data shows that the correlation between batter A and batter B is 0.38 or whatever, whatever it would be. Okay. That, that means, that means the, the correct strategy is probably to uh, play multiple guys on the same team as much as possible. Okay. Done. Same thing for NHL. How would you know if you don't know anything about hockey? How would you know to play the same line? It's like, well, it makes sense because, you know, goal typically has two assists. So you're going to play the guys that are on the ice together. Yeah, but you don't know no, no, nothing about hockey, right? So what's a line, right? What, what, what is that? You, how many people are even on that ice? You don't even know that. Well, you could just tell from the data. When, X, when, one, when one player scores a goal, who's more correlated with that goal? Well, the two assists. And you see, oh, and you look through that and you, you study a whole year's data, right? You just put it in mathematically and you go, oh, it just so happens that the people that are most correlated with each other mathematically are people that are on the ice at the same time. And then you look and you go, 
Well, to back myself up, since I know nothing about hockey, I've never seen a hockey game played. I never, I don't know what ice is. I don't know what a puck is. I've never seen a goal. I have no clue. Might as well just call it yippee doobie, whatever. Make up a name for the sport. And you go, okay, let me let me download all the data from last year's contests and see who are the most profitable players and how do they play. And you look through all you look through all the lineups and you go, like 96% of those, these lineups have like, oh, it's three guys from the same line. And you're like, I don't know what lines are, but I know that that these are the people that are on the ice at the same time. As long as I I I'm playing lineups that combine people that are all on this ice at the same time. That that's a winning line. Never seen a hockey game. Never did. Don't, don't know anything. There you go. That done. Build lineups. You have ownership. You have projections. Done. We'll move on to the next. Sport. I mean, like that. That's what it is. It's not complicated. You could you could you could analyze the data to see to see that. Now we don't need to because it's 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 one of those things that have been solved already. I don't have to prove to you that baseball that baseball players are correlated to one another. Well, I'm going to download the past seven years of DraftKings. That like, like, dude, every, it's 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 common knowledge at this point. Uh, why do I have to go and prove it and plot that out? I know they're correlated. Okay, so uh, hit the thummy thumbs on your way out the door. Went a little bit later because we had audio issues in the beginning, but uh, everything should be fine on the on the podcast feed. Rate and review in iTunes there. Uh, you could uh, listen, listen always there. You could uh, obviously show up. If you don't like what we talk about on the show, I, I don't know why you wouldn't. Got to show up live. You got to show up live for the YouTube people, right? They're giving me the thumbs ups. They're giving me the subscribe buttons. They're giving me the notification bells, right? And I'll be, I'll be, I'll be here later, later today. Uh, I think there's a free crunch time for the MLB slate. I don't know what the hell they're doing today. There's like a, Thursdays are always weird for baseball. There's like a game slate here and a slate there and Vandal does differently. I don't know what's going on, uh, but, uh, but I will be back later tonight on the YouTube channel with STL cards for uh, the pre-lock show for, uh, for showdown tonight, the Panthers versus the Texans. And, uh, and until then I'll, I'll be back tomorrow as, as I normally am answering your DFS strategy questions here Monday through Friday at 11 o'clock Eastern. On the DFS pregame show on rotogrinders.com. 